At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. A Thursday show for you. Mitch Moss, a follow the money, VEASAN host. He will join us. We'll talk a lot uh, Rangers Lightning, get his thoughts on Game 1, Game 2 going forward, the rest of the series, probably do some baseball with him. Always enjoy talk with Mitch, looking forward to that. And it was a dominating performance in Game 1 for the Rangers, a 6-2 victory, and for the first time, it's funny, the Rangers three games away from a Stanley Cup Finals. We, we kind of said on the show, really from the start of the playoffs, they were live to get to a Cup Final, at least, and, and make a run here. And they are three wins away, and it's funny. This is the first time they've led in the series because right off the bat, you know, they were down one nothing to Pittsburgh, down three one in that series, had to fight back, down two nothing to Carolina, down three two to Carolina, had to fight back, and here they are in kind of uncharted waters with with a series lead and uh, a chance to really deliver a blow tomorrow in Game Two. They are still an underdog in Game Two, plus one hundred five, maybe, uh, and the totals five and a half. Maybe the books figuring that. You know, a lot of rust for Tampa. They hadn't played in a week or so. Rangers just played Monday. Quick turnaround to Wednesday. Rangers were home. Uh, I would think, I'll put it this way. I think there's a very good chance whoever win game, wins game two wins the series. I would make a big bet the winner of game two goes on to win the series. Because if the Rangers win 2-0, hey, I don't care. You can say whatever you want about the Lightning. Two-time defending champ. The goalie who did not have a great night last night. Maybe the Rangers figured some things out with him. Uh, I don't care how good Tampa is. If you're up 2-0, and if you put in Tampa in a position where they got to win four out of five and win probably a game seven in your building, that's not an easy position. So I think the Rangers 
an enormous game, game two. I think the, if the Rangers do get up two games to none, I think they're winning the series. And I think Tampa, if they were able to get it to 1-1, going back to Tampa for three and four, look, the Rangers can can win one game in Tampa and force a game seven at home too. And, and you know, you feel pretty good about the Rangers going into a game seven uh, in, in their home building. That's an interesting question. Would the Rangers up one nothing right now, would you sign for a game seven? Probably not. I think this time yesterday you would have. I think this time yesterday would have. Now you wouldn't. Now you got a lead. Now you got a chance to go up 2-0. And if you're the Rangers, you look at it. Hey, let's let's win tomorrow at home. Let, let's hold serve here. Let let's prevail. Let's uh, you know maintain home ice. Go up two none, and then then we get, you know what we get a split in Tampa, and we're we're on our way back up three one with a chance to clinch at home and to go to the Cup final. So. Uh, I do like the Rangers again tomorrow. I think this Tampa team has been a little overvalued. It's not the great Tampa team it's been the past couple of years. They're a little beat up. Um, and I think I think the Rangers are going to win. So I don't, I don't know that this is going to be a short series. The the scenario I played out where the, you know, the Rangers get a 2-0 lead, split in Tampa, then win it in five. I'm not sure about that. I still probably think longer series than shorter series. But uh, a good start by the Rangers, a 6-2 victory as they now have a series lead for the first time in these playoffs. So... Uh, the Rangers got some juice here now. Plus 350 here at Bet Rivers to win a cup. Obviously, the the Avalanche are the favorites. That other series is also tonight, as it was an 8-6 game in, in Game 1. Just a, a crazy game. But I wouldn't count the Oilers out in that series. Remember, the Oilers lost 9-6 in Game 1 to Calgary in Round 2. Came back and won the next four and won them all pretty convincingly. Not, not all convincingly, but uh, did win the next four. So I wouldn't count the Oilers out. Oilers are plus 350 to win this series at Bet Rivers. That's not, not a terrible bet. Oilers are plus 158 tonight at Bet Rivers. So uh, I kind of like the Oilers tonight. I think the Oilers, I think that series is far from over as well. So I'm going to root for the Oilers. going to root for a long series. And uh, the Rangers here, I, I still think it would be fun to have McDavid in the garden for the cup final. But I do think Colorado probably ultimately wins that series. But I wouldn't root, rule Edmonton out. I think that's a longer series. And I think uh, Edmonton is, uh, is, is live in that game tonight. So... That's the hockey. Rangers in action tomorrow. We'll get Mitch Moss on here in a minute to discuss that series and that game at more length. The baseball, we got a lot of baseball tonight. You know, it was weird last night to have a Wednesday night with, with no baseball because the Mets played in the afternoon and then the Yankees got rained out. We've had a, we've had a lot of rainouts and we've had a couple of these nights where you just sit around and have no baseball. Remember it was what, early, early May. It was that weekend of the Kentucky Derby where Yankees and Mets both got rained out Friday and Saturday. And it makes for a weird night because you're just used to as a baseball fan, you know, it's every night. Once in a while, you get a Thursday off or a Monday off. But, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are games. Those are days where you have games pretty much every day. So it was weird to sit there Wednesday night and, and have no baseball to watch. We did have the Rangers and we did have some other games. So uh, no finals last night. It was a different feel. No basketball, no baseball. As the finals do get underway tonight, we'll probably spend a little time with Mitch on that as well. I keep going back and forth on that series. I'm, I kind of think Boston's better, but I just think Golden State with the seventh game at home, I think... Whoever you like, pick them to win in seven. And you can get some good prices here at Bet Rivers, the exact series score. Uh, Warriors in seven plays, pays four to one. Celtics in seven play, pays about six to one. I would lean ever so slightly to Boston, to, uh, to Golden State in seven at four to one. You can convince me. Could you talk me into Boston at, at, in seven? You could. I mean, am I convinced? Am I absolutely convinced Golden State wins this series? I am not, but should be a good series. Should be a fun series. I would think that's a long series. I'd be shocked if that goes anything other under six. I'd be shocked. I think that's it. at least six or seven games. And hey, if you're Golden State and you get the seventh game in your building, and if you take Golden State in seven plus 400, you could hedge and you could take Boston plus the points in game seven. And 
you know what, have a nice little profit, hope for a middle. You could ride it out. You, you have a lot of, a lot of options. You can just wait for a better number in live betting. So a lot of options. Check out Bet Rivers in terms of the series specials, the series price. Golden State, a minus 158 favorite to win a title. I do think that's a little high. I think these teams are more of a coin flip. So uh, I could understand people taking Boston at plus money. And the line for tonight has finally kicked up to four. We've seen some Boston money here as the line is Boston, uh, Golden State minus four. So we've seen some Golden State money, I meant. Golden State minus four, minus 167 on the money line for the Warriors, and the total down to 213. I would lean towards an under here at the 213. So that's the NBA. Uh, we'll spend some time on that series as it goes along. Should be a good series, should be a, a, a long series, and the NBA needs it because these games... I mean, you got a, a pretty good Game 7 with Heat Celtics, but other than that, boy, these games have been boring. These games have been lopsided. Uh, not a lot of juice in these NBA playoffs. Hopefully we get a good final, and I do think we will. The baseball tonight, like, like I was getting to before I got sidetracked uh, talking about the basketball, the Yankees and Angels playing a doubleheader. First game is the afternoon, so that game will probably be underway by the time you listen to this because we're recording this late morning on Thursday. Otani versus Cortez in Game 1. That's a hell of a matchup. You know, Both guys in the mix for a Cy Young, Otani. I mean, you got both MVP candidates here, Otani and Judge. So fun matchup. Won't spend too much time on that just because probably by the time you're listening to that game has already been played or is in the process of being played, but should be a fun game to watch. And we'll see if we get the second one played. I, I know the weather is still a little spotty. The forecast is still a little spotty. It will be, if it is played, Tyone against Detmers, the rookie, uh, threw a new header like a month ago. Ben's kind of up and down, but he's got good stuff. He's got a really good curveball. He was a high draft pick, so... This Yankee lineup, I would still go with the under tonight. This Yankee lineup, especially seeing a lefty, a lefty they haven't seen before, a lefty with a good curveball, you know, with no Stanton, with no Donaldson, you're still rolling out Matt Carpenter, who's, you know, he's done well for them. I saw the stat. I think High Heat Stats had this. He's He has more home runs than Andujar, Gallo. Let me find it because it's a fascinating stat. But the bottom line is the Yankees are, are just rolling out these lineups where it's, it's a lot of dead weight between Gallo and Hicks. And, you know, obviously the catchers don't hit a lot. Trevino's done a good job, but the catchers don't hit a ton. You know, the shortstop is a, an okay hitter at best. So, you know, I'm trying to find the stat here with the uh, with Carpenter. Yeah, Mark Matt Carpenter has already more homers for the Yankees this year than Kiner Falefa, Hicks, Higashioka, Marwin Gonzalez, and Andujar combined. And Matt Carpenter has played in five games, and the other five have, can played, have played in a combined like 300 games, just something crazy. So, I mean, you're still rolling out a bunch of a bunch of guys, a lineup where, you know, you got some easy outs here if you got a good pitcher. So I will still go under four and a half in the first five. That is in the night game. Laying off the early game just because, like I said, by the time you listen to this, that'll probably be either played or already in progress. So should be a fun one to watch. Hopefully we get both of them in. And if you get another one rained out, you know what? It's not the end of the world for the Yankees because, you know, eventually you're going to get Stanton back. You're going to get Donaldson back, some of these relievers. So, you're not at full strength. If you, you know, the later you play these games, maybe the better for the Yankees, who are still in good shape here in the AL East. Tampa lost again last night. I saw the game was an extra innings. They ended up losing. I thought they did. Toronto has played a little better. Toronto, you know, Guerrero starting to hit a little bit. Saw he hit a home run last night. They beat up on the White Sox, who have just had a, a really disappointing year here. As the Yankees, you know, still in good shape here. Five, six game lead in the lost column. Yeah, five over the Blue Jays, six over the Rays. The Rays did lose last night, so. Um, you know, the Yankees are in good shape. Yankees are in good shape. You'd be a little worried here about the injuries just because, you know, the relievers, the lineup, it is 
Oh, well, the, well, the Rays ended up actually winning 4-3 to three last night. I saw they were down. The game went to extra innings, but they did end up winning 4-3. to three. Gray had a million strikeouts. Gray threw the ball well for Texas, but Texas ended up losing the game. But Yankees are in decent shape here. Uh, again, you know, a part of your schedule with the Angels for these two games. And then after this, it's still pretty soft here for the next week or two because this week in, it is what is it, Detroit this weekend. Let's pull up the schedule here. Yeah, they're home for Detroit this weekend. Detroit's been awful. I mean, they had a nice nice season last year. They got some young pitchers, young, some young players, but Mize has been hurt. Scooble's a nice pitcher, but uh, this Tiger team has really just got a lot of flaws, and they've been a bad team this year. They've been really disappointing. After that, they get the Twins, who have played well, but the Yankees always play well against the Twins. Then they are home for the Cubs, who are not good, and then they are back to a crucial part of the schedule middle of the month with home versus the Rays, at the Blue Jays, then at the Rays again. Uh, so they got a stretch here, middle of June, from June 14th to the 23rd, where it's all Rays and all Jays, where it's going to be kind of make or break here for the Yankees. So that's the Yankees. Two games tonight, under four and a half, first five at Bet Rivers to play for game two. The Mets just continue to beat up on the god-awful Nationals. My goodness, the Nationals, what an awful team that is. The, the kid Lee came up, made his debut yesterday for Washington, actually threw the ball okay, You know, didn't pitch terribly. He's, better, he's pitched a lot better than Corbin and some of those other guys in that rotation. But, boy, the Mets just continue. They can't see the Nationals enough. Now, uh, they've gotten some of these games with the Nationals out of the way, but the Mets just continue to roll uh, some of these inferior teams. A 6-0 homestand. You would say they it's a step up in the competition. It absolutely is. They play four with the Dodgers in L.A. starting tonight. It is Walker against Gonsolin. Uh, but the Dodgers, the, really the story in baseball this week, the Dodgers swept at home by the Pirates. So you can look at it one of two ways. You can say, you know what, this is good for the Mets. Dodgers are struggling. You're catching them at the right time. And the Dodgers do not have the typical prototypical pitching they've had in past years. You know, they didn't get anything out of the Bauer contract. They didn't re-sign Scherzer. Kershaw's hurt. Bueller's been good, not great. Bueller really hasn't, hasn't even been good. He's been shaky the last uh, month or so. Orias is good, but again, Kershaw's hurt. Kershaw's older. It's not that, you know, May's on the DL still. May's recovering from Tommy John. It's not that dominant Dodgers pitching staff. I would think they would bounce back and play pretty well this weekend. You got to figure, you know, you're going to get a focused Dodgers team. That's the one downside here. If they've, you know, you could say they're not playing well, but you also say, you know what? They just got swept by the Pirates. They're going to come in ticked off and, and look to do a number on the Mets, who are kind of the toast of the league right now. I'm sure that annoys the Dodgers. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I'm sure, you know, you're not going to fly under the radar here if you're the Mets. If you're the if you're the Dodgers, you, you look at the Mets and you say, you know what? Uh, we're still the class of the National League. We're going to show you this weekend, especially the Mets go in, you know, without Scherzer, without McGill, who might be around the corner. He might be coming back in the next couple of weeks. I know he threw a bullpen yesterday. Might be looking at some rehab starts. So McGill might be the first one back out of the big three. But again, you go in and face the Dodgers without... Scherzer without DeGrom, without McGill. If you could, I know the Pirates just swept them. If you could somehow get a split here, if you could somehow get a split, you'd be very happy if you're the Mets because you got a huge lead in the in the on the NL East. Just figure out a way to win two out of four. It's a rough part of the schedule. You got the Angels coming up, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Padres. Just kind of trade punches here, play 500 ball. You're beating up on the bad teams. You're beating up on the mediocre teams. Just kind of hold your own here against the the really good teams, and you're going to be in good shape because, uh, again, a 10-game lead in the lost column. That is a substantial cushion here for the Mets as they enter L.A. Gonsolin tonight, minus 169. Mets are plus 154. Total 8.5. Uh, I'll take the Mets plus the 1.5. You can lay a dollar forty plus 1.5. You're going to get your 9 at bat, so even if the Dodgers are leading after 8.5, they don't bat in the ninth. Say they're up 5-4. 
you know, going into the top of the ninth. Well, if they get the three outs, the game's over. You you get nine at bats, and they get eight, and you're getting plus one and a half. So, not a big play. I would expect the Dodgers to play well and bounce back this weekend. I think the Dodgers probably won. If I had to guess, this four game series, my guess is Dodgers win three out of four. I hate to say it because I'm rooting for the Mets, and it's not the end of the world if you lose three out of four. If you're the Mets here, you've played well, you've built up enough of a cushion, you build up enough equity here where you can afford to to drop a series. But again, the goal, I mean, the goal is always win all every game. If you could win three out of four, it'd be great. But two two and two is not bad. Even if you go one and three, it's not great. But uh, you, you don't want to be in a situation here where you, you lose all four and you, you go in a situation where you know, you're losing five out of six and you start to give Atlanta, Philly some chance to pick up ground. So tough stretch for the Mets begins tonight. I'll take them plus the one and a half, but I, I do think Dodgers probably play pretty well this weekend coming in in a bad mood after getting swept by the Pirates. Mets don't have their pitching really set up well, so... Big series, important series, and I mentioned this yesterday. My only wish for this series, other than the Mets getting a split, my only wish for this series is we see it again in October. And preferably in the NLCS, you know, you get the uniforms, the history, uh, the pitching versus the great lineup of L.A., assuming Scherzer and DeGrom are, are good to go for the postseason, which, again, isn't a given considering DeGrom's injury history, considering Scherzer's age. I, uh, you know, you can't count on, you, can't, you never count on any of these guys, especially, you know, when you've been hurt as much as DeGrom and you're, even Scherzer's had, had some injuries. But if you could ever get a Mets, Dodgers, NLCS, where the Mets have a, hit, a healthy pitching rotation and the Dodgers, you know, their lineup and, and they're, I'm sure they'll add a pitcher too. You know who makes perfect sense for them is Luis Castillo. Castillo threw great against Boston the other night, throws the ball 101 miles an hour, everything moves. Reds are a disaster, I'm sure. They'll call the Dodgers and say, you know what, we'll get, we want this prospect, that prospect, and this prospect. You could have Castillo. You put Castillo in that rotation. That's uh, he's going to win a million games because he's really good. He just needs uh, he just needs a better situation. So Castillo to the Dodgers would one. I haven't heard that rumored. I'm just making it up, but that's one that would seem to make a lot of sense. Is the Dodgers do need a pitcher and Castillo? You would think would be moved here in the next couple months. But Mets Dodgers tonight. Hopefully, we see this again in October. It would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I mean, can you imagine an October where we get the Mets to beat the Dodgers in the NLCS and then they go and play the Yankees in the uh, in the World Series? You know what would be a, an ideal ALCS-NLCS would be Mets-Dodgers with the Mets winning for our futures and the Yankees-Astros. You get the revenge for the, for the cheating, trash can-banging Astros. So Yankees-Astros, Yankees win, Mets-Dodgers, Mets win, and then you get a, a Yankees-Mets Subway Series. It's not impossible. It's really not impossible. That would be... My ideal ALCS, NLCS, that would be, I think, pretty good for baseball too. So big big stretch for the Mets starts tonight. Yankees play the Angels before they get the Tigers this weekend. Hopefully get Stanton back soon. And then the Rangers, of course, with a one nothing lead over Tampa. Three wins away from the Cup Finals. When we come back, Mitch Moss on Game 2, his reaction from Game 1, and where the rest of the series goes from here. That is next. This is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only, void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
All right, we are back. Follow the money host. The great Mitch Moss joins us. Let's talk a little Rangers. They are now three wins away from the Stanley Cup. Maybe we'll get into some baseball. Uh, as I said, he co-hosts Follow the Money. He can follow him on Twitter at, at Mitch Moss Radio. It is the great Mitch Moss. Mitch, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. How are you, Will? I'm doing good. Let's just get right into it. The Rangers with a, a convincing, a dominant Game 1 performance. And for the first time in this postseason, they have a series lead. Uh, in one of these series, they've just been playing catch-up the whole way. They win it 6-2. to two. They lead one games to none. Uh, who did you like going into the series, and what were your takeaways here from Game 1? So, uh, I definitely thought that the Rangers had a decent chance here. Um, you know, this doesn't really have anything to do with it, but, man, I did not hear, like, anybody make the case for the Rangers. I thought just by default, people were saying, yeah, it's Vasilevsky, the way that he's rolling was so good against Florida. Like, they're going to get back, and, you know, they have a good chance to win it again. And so Rangers, home ice, you know, Igor in Nets, wasn't that kind of a big deal against Carolina? I mean, things can change. I know that they weren't great against Pittsburgh. Okay. You know, it's a long playoff session that we have every single year. So um, the five-on-five, I get it with the concerns. But uh, my takeaways from game one, they they were awesome. I thought they were clearly the better team. But also Tampa Bay was coming off of a long rest. So... That could have been one game. They are absolutely nails off of a loss, and Vasilevsky is too. Um, so I would expect them to win game two. And, you know, Cooper's talked about that before, where he's okay starting uh, the series on the road, no distractions at home. And if they win one, that's all they got to do, and they come back home and, uh, you know, have home ice at that point. But I think it's I think we're in for a long series here. Yeah, I picked Rangers in seven. And I'm, trust me, I'm not doing it, taking any victory laps. We're no, one no, game in. And no. Yeah, I um. I said the same thing when they fell behind to Pittsburgh, and I said the same thing going into Carolina because Carolina was a pretty sizable favorite, and Carolina took money. I said, you know what? You got a good goalie. Find a way to get this to seven, and you get to a game seven, anything can happen. You got to a game seven. Nobody broke through on home ice until game seven in Carolina. Uh, I kind of had the same feeling against the Lightning. Hey, figure out a way to just split these first six. You get a game seven with a really good goalie. You'd have it at MSG. Uh, I guess I'd ask that now. If you're the Rangers, would you sign for a game seven right now? You probably wouldn't up one games to none. You probably, you, you might have this time yesterday, but would you sign for a game seven if you're the Rangers? Well, I'd still say yes, because yeah. that means that you are going to have game seven at home. And I think the longer the series goes, the better the home ice is going to be for that crowd because, man, they love some hockey there, as uh, you know, and as oh, people yeah. who are hockey fans are well aware of. Uh, when this team makes it into the playoffs and they make deep runs, they can, that's it's an awesome atmosphere. So, uh, no, I think that they would, if you asked them right now personally, like in closed in closed doors, they would say, yeah, we'll take a game seven at home. Yeah, this team, it reminds me a little bit of the Islanders of the past couple of years where it's, you know, they do it with goaltending, do it with coaching. You never feel like this was an elite team, but they just kind of, you know, they win the games they have to win and they figure out a way like the Islanders the past couple of years where they got to a conference finals, could never break through against this same Tampa team. That's why it kind of reminds me of them. You know, they lost the game six in overtime a couple of years ago in the bubble. They lost game seven, a heartbreaker last year, one nothing. Uh, gave up a shorthanded goal. There's a little similarities here between this Rangers team and the Islanders teams in the past couple of years. Yeah, and uh, you know why I think the similarities are there? It's uh, because the guy who's in charge, right? Trotz came over to the Islanders and look at what he meant to that club. And because of that, I mean, they made you know deep runs back-to-back years. Um, and then Gallant, first of all, for Gallant to be on the open market and to be available to be their head coach was just... To me, again, that's going to go down, and I said it at the time, so it's not. I'm not, you know, go, I'm not. This is not hindsight whatsoever. The day when I was driving around, I was listening to local radio when the news broke. I, I just, my mouth hit the floor that Gallant was fired. Um, not that 
you know, I, and I said this earlier today on our show, Will, a guy does not deserve like a lifetime contract, but all things considered, if the head coach um, helps guide an expansion team to the Stanley Cup final in their inaugural season, he deserves much longer than what he got. So that is looking already it was a huge mistake regardless of what happened this year with the Rangers. But now if, if this continues to happen and they even make it the cup final, I mean, it's the, the people here in charge of the Golden Knights just have to be completely embarrassed by that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, would you say the game, the winner of game two wins the series? Because you figure if the Rangers do win it now, again, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, game seven is not a terrible scenario for you, but if I'm the Rangers, I'm a little greedy here. I want to go up two nothing. And, and I look at it this way. If I can go up two nothing and I can get a split in Tampa, I'm up three, one, I'm in good shape. Again, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but would you say the winner of game two is a pretty good favorite to win this series? Yeah, that might be fair because you'd have to like the Rangers at that point up two nothing. And then if the lightning just, you know, if they go on the road and split and they get one I, again if you would ask them on the flight back to tampa after game two if they get the win they would see mission accomplished now we just gotta you know hold serve at home and uh they're gonna be fine and again with with their experience with uh, that guy in net um you know as i said the rangers i think would take a game seven at home that doesn't mean that they would win the game or i would even like right. them because it would be still vasilevsky and edit a game seven in a closeout game so uh you know the, i think it's just going to be a good back i will say this um I think the way the goaltending is trending right now in the Western Conference, specifically with the injury there in Colorado, uh, you really got to like, to me anyway, you got to like either team that comes out of the East. Yeah, Gil asked me that this morning. I was on a numbers game, and he said, do you think the winner of this conference finals is automatically the champions? Like, I wouldn't go that far, especially in hockey, because you never know. Hockey is the most random, I think, of all these sports, although you can make a case. Football, basketball, they're all kind of random you know, to some extent. But, yeah, that's not the first I've heard that, where you know these West teams are looking so shaky, and well, the Avalanche are a good-sized favorite in this series and, and really to win the whole thing. But it's not the first time I've heard that, where it's, it's the winner of this probably wins the whole thing. That'd be hard to imagine this Rangers team holding up the cup here three or four weeks, but I guess it's not impossible. Well, I, I don't want to go that far, but uh, I think that in net, clearly, either one yeah. of these two teams in the East would have a huge edge right now. I think that's the most obvious thing in with the Final Four teams remaining. Uh, are you betting game two? Rangers slight Yo, dog, good, total five and a half. I'm going to bet you. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the, the guy, again, it was, you know, to allow that many goals last night, to allow more goals, like, by the second period than what he did against Florida in the entire series, I'll bet on that being a fluke. And with the history here of this team being so good off of a loss, uh, it's a short number. Yes, they are road favorites. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm betting Tampa Bay in game two. Is this is this as good a Tampa team as in past years for people that don't follow hockey as closely? You know, sometimes these title runs end quicker than you think. I remember the Lakers won back to back; they were going for three in a row, and they got swept by I think it was Dallas in that second round. Dallas just buried them. Sometimes you just run out of gas. It's you know you play a million games extra because of the postseason. Do you think this Tampa team is not as good? Do you think the you know amount of games these past two postseasons have caught up to? Them? Remember that was. Um, not that long ago, we were playing the 2020 playoffs in the bubble that carried into what September, October. Uh, do you think you know the the amount of games here is a factor here in this series? Well, I think that that catches up with pretty much you know any team across any sport. And you're right when these teams are you know going through grueling seven game series and they play so many games in back to back, and in this case back to back to back years, uh, that's going to put a lot of miles on the odometer. So. Uh, I would also say, like, they maybe caught a couple of breaks in recent postseasons because last year, of course, getting Montreal and not the Golden Knights and not Colorado, yeah. 
in the cup final. Um, and I would say that, you know, that, that was a huge help. The team two years ago, I thought was awesome. Actually, you know, the, the team that won the president's cup three years ago and got swept by Columbus, that was yeah. the best team. They just, yeah. they got, they fell on their faces in the first round. So, um, yeah, I, I do, I do, I, you know, again, like in pretty much any sport that can catch up with any team, but, uh, if they get there, they can win it. Uh, series price, pretty much a, co- a toss-up at this point. I'm pulling it up right now here at Bet Rivers. Uh, I guess we'll go. We'll go Stanley Cup here. Avalanche minus one forty. Lightning plus three eighty-five. Rangers still plus four twenty-five. Uh, Oilers are ten to one. And then in terms of the series price, yeah, pretty much a toss-up. Rangers minus one twenty-five. Lightning are plus one hundred six. Any of those catch your eye in any way? I would look at either Eastern Conference team to uh, win the cup. Is what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. How about Conn Smythe? Uh, McKinnon plus two eighty five, McCarr three to one, Shashirskin seven to one. You go down the line. Is that a market you think is is beatable? Is that a market where yeah, I like this team to win the cup, but there might be more valuable in terms of betting the Conn Smythe? Uh, I, to me personally, that's tough because you can make a case for so many players. And if I if I said you know I'm going to look at the Rangers or the Lightning to win the cup at those prices, I'd probably like to pull players off of uh, those two teams, obviously. Um, but I will say that if Colorado makes it, uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, Makar, the way that that guy's rolling out of all, and they have so much talent on that team, but I just, I think I would have to, if I made one bet in the Western conference, it would probably be with him. Interesting. Uh, do you think they get through that series? I know Oilers plus three fifty seems like a lot. Yeah. Oilers have really, you know, a similar start to the flame series where they lost the first game nine to six and they came back and won the next four. Do you think the Oilers are dead in the series or do you no. think they, they have a chance? Yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm they're dead. Uh, again, I think that they just, it's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, You know, Kane and Hyman have been awesome in the playoffs. And Mike Smith is really a tough goalie to back and make a case for in terms of, uh, you know, betting on a team. I will say that the similar thing did happen to him in game one as it did in Calgary and he was blasted and they got beat nine, six and it wasn't looking good in game two, but that game about midway through the second flipped Edmonton turned into the better team and they were the better team for the rest of the series. And that guy played really well. Um, He's up against it against Colorado, but I I do think that this thing is, this could be a really long series as well. And I'm not like, I'm not going to be stunned if Edmonton takes game two and they make this, you know, an even series going back home. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, Just quickly on the baseball, before we get you out of here, just a couple quick ones on the baseball, and maybe we'll spend a second here on the finals. Uh, Yankees, they run and hide in this division, or are we in a situation August, September, where this is a three-game lead and they're playing Tampa head-to-head and this is anybody's series, or you think the Yankees kind of pull away? No, I I think the Yankees are uh, really, really good this year. Uh, I mean – they for the first two weeks, what were they seven and six? It wasn't looking good, but will their starting pitching has been phenomenal? And I actually think that a good bet is for the Yankees to have, win the most games in baseball, because I think the Dodgers. When you look at them, I think the Dodgers are good. I don't think the Dodgers are great at all. Um, I know the run pitching shaky. What's that? That starting pitching shaky. They didn't get anything out of the Bauer contract. They didn't bring Scherzer back. Kershaw's older and he's hurt. I mean, the Tony Gonsolin, the Mitch Mites, Mitch Whites of the world. I mean, that's still just a ridiculous lineup offensively. But we know how these these postseasons go. It's about pitching, and yeah, I could see them trading for Luis Castillo. That that would make perfect sense to me. You know, they're going to trade him. Dodgers are always aggressive, and he would be great on that team. But I'm with you. The Dodgers have have shown some cracks here. Yeah, and when you, I mean, this I, I noticed this this week. 
from you know guys who cover baseball. I didn't I didn't realize the schedule for the Dodgers has been as easy as it is or as it has been. Um, they have played before. I think it was two nights ago against Pittsburgh. It was 41 out of 48 games will against teams below 500, and a lot wow. of teams were way below 500. So. When you look, and we have four months left, so there's a lot of baseball. But as of right now, they do have the most difficult schedule in all of Major League Baseball moving forward. So, uh, Yankees, I think their updated win totals like 99 and a half. I can see this team winning, you know, 101, 102 games, and you know, in a in a good division, I can see them beating out Tampa, Toronto by six, seven games. Yeah, if uh, if somebody does make a run at them, would you like Tampa more or Toronto? Toronto's starting to hit a little bit better. I saw Ryu's hurt. They have been disappointing, but again, we know they have the talent. Tampa's always in the mix. Which one of the two do you think would push them the most? Man, I would – so I'll flip it and tell you that t that Toronto has basically had the most difficult uh, schedule in baseball. And they have, uh, over the next four months, it's, it opens up for them quite a bit where it's going to become a lot easier. I, I'm definitely, I'm actually beyond concerned about Brios, and I have been since they actually signed that it's guy to contract. And I, I never liked the contract. I, I never thought that guy could be an ace. And at this point, I don't even know what you can do, like in a playoff series with him. The other guys have been really, really good. Manoa's awesome. Same thing with Gossman. Um, they are going to trade for people before the deadline, and the offense will come around. And now they're kind of hot at this point, swept the Angels, um, doing well this week. So the run, by the way, the run differential on this team before the, the win against the White Sox on Wednesday was exactly zero. Well, on June 1st last year, the Braves had a run differential of zero. Wow. And they, they went on, they got super hot down the stretch and they won the World Series. So maybe the Blue Jays can be, have a similar fate to uh, Atlanta you know, from last year. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with you, and I, I would just I would be a little worried. Yankees, the bullpen's starting to show some cracks, some injuries. Chapman's a disaster. You have to. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but you have to close homes. We had uh, I had Bob Nightingale on a couple weeks ago. He's like, well, you know, got to put Chapman in there. He's got the experience. Ring Tinker, his repertoire is like Holmes is too good to take out of that spot. And look, Chapman, if you put him in the sixth or seventh inning, he can kill you just as bad as the ninth inning. That's a that's a situation you got to worry about. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if you're better off just cutting him and saying, you know what. Probably not at that point yet, but Chapman's a concern. Some of those other pieces in the bullpen have been hurt. but And the lineup is a little shaky at the bottom, but I agree. The, the pitching is just so loaded. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm with you on that. I, I hope that they don't stick to Chapman by default and go with the old mantra of a player can't lose his job based on injury. At this point, it's a no-brainer. Like, if he came yeah. back healthy today, you could not just automatically plug him in as a reliever. you got to keep, keep Holmes in there. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Yeah, especially since you have a great rotation. If you go into a postseason, you got to win these games two to you know two to one, three to two. He will. He, I, you can write this down. You mark my words. He will kill them in the postseason. Yeah, he's yep. done it before. He's done it when he's been better. You know, he was more in his prime three, four years ago, and he's hurt them. Yep. Uh, if they left him in the closer role, it's going to be a disaster. You got to pitch Holmes. I mean, Holmes has been just a revelation. You got to think the Pirates. Like, what are the Pirates doing? How do you? What oh. did you miss in this guy? He throws 99 miles an hour. Everything sinks. Everything cuts. He's on hit. He can't even get the ball out of the infield against this guy. And the Pirates just basically gave him away. I can't, I can't believe that. He's been basically Josh uh, Hader of the American League. That yeah. sinker is absolutely nasty. Kevin, Kevin Brown asked Kevin Brown yeah. in his prime where it's just you can't even hit it. If you do nope. hit it, you, you hit it right into the ground. Yep. Uh, Mets, 10-game lead in the loss column. Schedule gets tougher coming up, four with the Dodgers, and they don't have their pitchers. So 
Uh, you could look at it one of two ways here. You could say, you know what, the Dodgers aren't playing well. This is a perfect time to catch them. You could also look at it and say, they just got swept by Pittsburgh. They're going to be in a bad mood. And you're not going to catch them off guard. Uh, so this is a tough stretch at the, you know, at the Dodgers, at the Padres. They have the Angels, the Brewers, but they have enough of a cushion here. You think things get tight in the East, or the Mets just kind of run and hide here in, in the division? Well, okay. So if it does get tight, like who's it going to be from? I, I'm convinced at this point Philadelphia is no good. Yeah. Um, would have I'll, to be Atlanta. I'll tell you, Miami has played in a zillion one-run games, and they've lost like all of them. Miami's pitching uh, is really, really good. I mean, Alcantara and Lopez is a, is a one-two combination. Would be like if you know, let's pretend that Miami would make the playoffs. That team would be dangerous against anybody else because they're so good up front. If it's if it's going to be any team, will it has to be Atlanta? And they're ten and a half games back. I keep waiting for this like to kick in. And I just pointed out like what they did last year, and they they did it eventually, you know, over the last four months of the season. But I just think it's a great sign the Mets keep winning games when they haven't had Degrom for an inning this year, and Scherzer's been hit not, uh, hurt now forever. So once those guys eventually come back, I think it's uh you know everything's coming up roses here for this team. Yeah, and Rogers been a disaster for the Marlins, but he was unbelievable last year. You look at some of the, even the the secondary guys for the Marlins. I mean, you mentioned Lopez, Alcantara. But how about Cabrera coming up yesterday, throwing a 96-mile-an-hour changeup, the fastest changeup in the history of baseball. I mean, it's just incredible how mm -hmm. good these guys are in terms of their arms, in terms of the velocity. Sixto Sanchez was a guy who was dominant a couple years ago in the playoffs. They went in, they beat the Cubs in that shortened season. So, yeah, the Marlins, I don't know if they have the rest of the team to get it together, yeah. and they're, they're a kind of team that will be sellers at the deadline. But if they ever snuck in in a wild card with this extra, extra playoff spot, they would not be uh, – a lot of fun to play, but no. I agree. I think the Mets have built up enough of a cushion here where they're in some pretty good shape. Uh, quickly, one more before we get you out of here. Final Celtics Warriors, about minus one fifty-five. Now we're starting to see the Celtics take some money on the series price. I think it'll be a great series. I think the league needs a great series. It's been a, a really a rough playoffs with the blowouts. Got a, uh, saved it a little bit with a game seven in Boston Miami, which was a, a fascinating game, a fascinating series, even if it wasn't well played at times. Uh, do you have any leans? Do you have any bets in terms of the NBA Finals? I have uh, the Celtics to win the title from the time they were playing the Bucks and early on against the Heat. I bet them plus two dollars and plus two twenty-five. I had them at eighteen to one to win the East, so that was a good one. Uh, I'm not going to. Did gonna, you hedge? I, uh, I, a, a little, just to get my original yeah. bet back on Miami. But I'm not going to touch this ticket uh, with Golden State. I'm just going to go to battle with it, and if I lose, I lose. Uh, if not, I'll be super happy that it wins. I did. Here's the way you asked me about the Conn Smythe, and I haven't really approached that award this year uh, during the playoffs. The way I approached the NBA Finals is I bet a bunch of guys in mid-April before the playoffs started to win the NBA Finals MVP. So, And I did this with a bunch, you know, like three or four teams. So I had some Suns players at long odds. Well, those are going to lose. And I'm fading Curry and Tatum. So if they win, I'll lose all these bets. But when you when you're finding guys like Jordan Poole at 380 to one and, you know, Al Horford at 200 to one throughout the playoffs, you don't have to put a lot of money on that. And it adds up to pay out quite a bit. So uh, I have a lot of the players involved here from earlier, much earlier on in the playoffs at huge numbers. So as long as it's not Tatum or Curry, I should be okay. What's the one, if I, if I took away Tatum and I took away Curry and I said, forget what you have in pocket, there's one guy that can steal this award. 
Clay, Jalen Brown? Is there somebody else, you know, bang for your buck, I guess? Marcus Smart because Mark. he's guarding Curry and he shoots a lot. Anybody? Horford would be the sentimental choice. He's never made a finals. Yep. If he could come have a couple 30-point games, you know, I think he led the conference finals in rebounds. So if he has another series where he's, you know, he leads the series in rebounds, he averages, I don't know, 18, 19 points, plays good defense, I guess you can make a case for Horford. Who would you like uh, besides the big two if you had nothing in pocket? As a wild card, I would look at Wiggins and I would look at um... – smart like you said because there's something there where again keep in mind that human beings are voting on this right so they get caught up like emotionally which is weird to me they should think at it like with nothing but their brains and realize who the best player in the series was but um people the media they love marcus smart they love him um defensive player of the year i don't think he was the best defensive player on his own no. team um he does all the flopping the referees oh. call for it as well i can't stand watching it but whatever Horrible. what it is and so if he here's the thing will if you go back to 2014-2015, the Golden State Warriors as a team, they have an offensive rating of 85 when Marcus Smart guards Steph Curry. So if he's able to shut down and neutralize Curry, and he does play well offensively, and he's going for 14 here and 17 there, and you combine both those sides of uh, of the game, I think Smart will have a really good chance to win it. On the flip side, I can see it happening with Wiggins too. Like if 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 Steph's just not there, he has an off series before, which he's had in the finals before. And, you know, Wiggins averages 22 a game and he's really good defensively on Tatum or Brown. I think there's going to be an angle there for Andrew Wiggins to win it. Do we get a seventh game in this series? I kind of think we do. I'd be shocked if this were four or five. Now, sometimes six or seven can kind of go either way. Game six is a coin flip, but I got a feeling it's at least six. I think we got a decent shot here to go seven. I would agree with that. I, I absolutely would lean six or seven over four and five. These teams are both too good. Now, the playoffs have been pretty bad overall. We've had a lot of blowouts, but I just I think these teams match up well together. I think it's going to go a long ways. Yeah, and Boston's done – it's funny. They've done well on the road. They haven't really defended home court, so home court hasn't meant what it used to mean. I mean, they lost a couple games in the Milwaukee series at home. They lost a couple games in the Miami series at home, but they, they won three in Miami. They won a, you know, an elimination game in Milwaukee. So home court hasn't meant as much to Boston and – I think it's since 2016, since that Warriors-Cavs final, since that Game 7. Game 7, the road teams have actually done pretty well. We saw, you know, two win this year with the Mavs and then the Celtics the other day. You know, the Nugget, the you know, was it the Blazers beat the Nuggets one year. We've, we've seen some of these Game 7. These road teams have done, you know, better in these Game 7s than they have in past years. Yeah, and the Warriors have been – so they've been great at home, undefeated this year. But the Celtics are – when you combine the regular season and the playoffs – the Celtics are one of the best five teams in the history of basketball on the road so far this year, um, all the way to this point. And they have been awesome on the road. So I'm not – if, if let's say the Celtics, they split with the Warriors and they go back to Boston, they're going to be feeling pretty good. Well, guess what? You know, Steve Kerr and the Warriors have won a road game in 26 consecutive playoff series. So uh, they're going to get one in Boston at some point, which probably means in Boston's going to have to win two in Golden State, So, which they can do. They can do that. And I, you know, if this, if it does go seven games, I would not be surprised if Boston would beat them on their home court. Yeah, that's that's a kind of an underrated stat with Steve Kerr. Where what, I think what's it, twenty six straight series they've won a road game, and then twenty two and two in playoff series. And the two losses, one of them was when uh, Durant and, and Clay got hurt, and the other one was they blew the three one lead. He's very close to being twenty four and zero in these series. Now, of course, a couple, a couple of them were close wins, but man, it's amazing how how well Kerr has done uh, in, in these postseasons. Yep, he's awesome. He really is. All right, Mitch, appreciate you coming on. Follow the money. What, 7 Eastern to 10, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern to 10 Eastern weekdays? Where else can they find your work? Well, that's that's uh, that's it right there. That's uh, We do the show every day, Monday through Friday, three hours a shot. So we try to get in as much as possible during that time. 
I'm sure most of my audience already listens. If you haven't listened, once you start listening, you just don't start. I mean, it's one of those shows. Once, once you listen to it once, you're just kind of addicted. It just becomes part of your morning routine. Whether you listen to it live, whether you listen to it on the podcast, it's as good as it gets. The best morning show out there by far. I mean, well, thanks, these man. Other shows. You're, you're yeah, no, it, it's been uh, it, it's been great to listen to. Enjoy the chat, man. Enjoy the finals. Good luck with all your bets. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Will, and uh, back at you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Mitch Moss. Always enjoy having him on. Enjoy the games tonight. We got an NBA Finals tonight. Rangers tomorrow. Let's see. So we got a Ranger game tomorrow. We got a Ranger game Sunday. So, boy, by the time we listen, it'll probably be 2-1 somebody. I mean, that I guess I wouldn't think the Rangers win these next two and are up 3-0. But it's possible. It's possible when we come back Monday, it is 3-0 Rangers and they're one game away from the Cup Finals. Probably not. Probably not. But, hey, if you're able to split these next two and be up 2-1, Going into game four, that would be a great situation for the Rangers. So enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the NBA. We've got a lot of baseball this weekend, a good sports weekend. I think we got Belmont this weekend as well. So uh, a lot of sports, a lot to watch this weekend. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back on Monday. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.